We acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the unceded, ancestral, and occupied traditional territory of the Anishinaabe Nation, the people of the three fires known as Ojibwe, Odawa, and Potawatomi Nations. And furthermore, we thank the Chippewa of Saugeen and the Chippewa of Nawash, now known as the Saugeen Ojibwe Nation, who are the traditional keepers of this land. In some parts of Canada, treaties were signed with First Nations that gave incoming settlers rights to much of the land, while in other areas, few or no treaties were signed. Unceded land was never given or legally signed away to Britain or Canada. It was stolen and continues to be occupied and governed by settlers today. As we live, work, surf, and play, we say mahalo to the Métis, Inuit, and Indigenous peoples of Turtle Island and from around the world who have stewarded these lands and sacred surf spots for thousands of years. We recognize their amazing resistance, resilience, and strength in the face of ongoing dispossession, colonial violence, and injustice. In particular, we wish for justice to be brought for the murdered and missing Indigenous children and victims of Canada's residential school system. We believe that for true healing and harmony to occur, we must end the cycle of oppression while working together as we move forward in truth and reconciliation. We can be better. We can do better. Welcome to Permastoke. I'm your host, Derek Hyatt. In this podcast, we talk to your favorite surfers and stand-up paddleboarders from across the Great Lakes, Canada, the U.S., and beyond. We take a peek into their lives and find out what it means to be stoked. Is it a natural state of euphoria, elation, a relentless commitment? I also talk to other permastoked individuals with ties to surf culture, such as artists, entrepreneurs, environmentalists, filmmakers, musicians, and much more. Join us each week in learning from these field experts and enthusiasts, while also being inspired by their undying passion, insights, and rad tales. Permastoked is presented by Freshwater Surf Goods, your surf brand devoted to spreading the stoke across the unsalted seas and cultivating pride amongst the surf community. We do this by providing products and apparel that celebrate the awesomeness of both Great Lakes and Canadian surf culture. Stand out in the tribe by rocking our gear today. But hey, don't just stand around on the beach looking cool. Check out our Stoke Academy and try surfing or stand up paddleboarding. Get away to Ontario's magnificent Bruce Peninsula, where we offer Paddle Canada certified basic and advanced sub courses private lessons, tours, subsurfing, and even beginner surfing lessons. Visit www.freshwatersurfgoods.com to sign up for your freshwater fantasy. episode, I chat with musician turned Great Lakes surf photographer, Sam Moffat. This episode was recorded on April 27th, 2021 and may contain coarse language that could be deemed offensive. Listener discretion is advised. 
Sam Moffat. Welcome to the Permastoke Podcast, dude. How are you, man? Thank you very much, man. I'm doing great. Awesome. Well, doing hey, great. Awesome, dude. It is great to have you here on the podcast. Can you hear a little bit of a wheezing noise by any chance? Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, don't worry. That's just my computer dying. Pretty okay, sure that's... it's going to flat out die one of these days mid-podcast. That's all right. <laughs> Hopefully I've, you're not the guy that I've happens been there. to. I've been there. Sometimes when I'm editing, it's one of those things too. Where I'm like, well, is this is this the last session or what is? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Sam, where am I talking to you from today, man? So I'm in East York in Toronto, Toronto, Ontario. Oh, okay. You're yeah. a Toronto guy. Are you born and raised in Toronto? Born and raised. Oh, nice. Yeah, a... been, a, been an East Ender my whole life. True blue Torontonian. So when you say East Ender, is that like, or no, is that the, the Scarborough and the Bluffs and stuff? Or So East York is right before Scarborough. Okay. So Scarborough is just a little bit more east of us. But yeah, so kind of um, like Lake Ontario is my home ground, but like Ashbridge's, yeah. Buffler, uh, Bufflers, Bluffers, that's kind of Bluffers, my, yeah, yeah that, those are my main spots. Right on, right on. So Sam, you are a photographer and a surfer. What came first, the surf or the photography? Uh, to be honest, the surf, although I'm not a very good surfer. Okay. I surf <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, that's I, okay. I know the basics and, and can stand up on a board, but I definitely prefer to have a camera in my hand yeah. <laughs> in the water. Yeah, um, yeah I guess it, it's probably almost uh, seven or eight years ago now. I did this solo trip to California and went from San Francisco all the way down to Los Angeles. That okay. was the first time I had ever surfed. Oh, um, okay. Did you yeah. go out there seeking surf? Like this was going to be your big moment? To be honest, <laughs> I knew I knew I wanted to surf for sure. Okay. Um, uh, but I didn't think it was going to be like, okay, I'm just going to go down the coast and surf every day. I was, I just, I've had this fascination with California my whole life. Like since yeah. the first time I went there on another family trip and I was like, I, I, I need to surf there next time. Yeah. Uh, I started off as a windsurfer first um, okay. And I was like, I want to try surfing for sure. But it was that was that was incredible. I remember it so well because I remember uh, still being in Toronto trying to plan a trip. I'd never really gone anywhere on my own before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to be taught by, by like, by like someone who I don't know. Like, I want to kind of get to know someone. I want to find that cool surfer dude who just like has an extra surfboard and will teach me. In Santa oh, Cruz. okay, yeah. And it's literally what I found. I found someone on really? Craigslist, and I was like, <laughs> I'm either I'm either gonna die or someone's. <laughs> Someone's going to be really cool. Um, was this even like a paid instructor or just a yeah, random yeah, it, dude? No, okay. it was it was paid. Um, to be honest, I forget who I contacted first, but I think it was kind of like a semi a semi pro that I didn't know. And they're like, "I'm actually going to be surfing in Mexico, but I'll, I'll I'll send you over to my buddy Eric, and he's a great instructor, and he'll be awesome." And I'm thinking, cool. This is my like say yes trip, so let's just see what happens. Yeah. And I remember Eric rolling up to uh, my hotel and is like rusty pickup with two foamies in the back and i was like this is exactly what i dreamed it would be this is <laughs> that's this awesome. is perfect yeah wow that's funny uh the first california trip i went on i was 17 and we also went to santa cruz california and that's where i i think i rode a boogie board in the ocean for the first time oh, and nice. that was before i had surfed about a year or two before i probably went on a surfboard for the first time so that was also kind of influential what a what a sick town eh oh my gosh it's amazing yeah. 
Like I still dream every day of living there one day. I just yeah. don't know. I mean, photography is great, but I don't know what job I'm going to have that's going to get me to live in Santa Cruz anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you might have to just really step up your surf photography game and yeah. join the, you know, the royalty out there pretty much. Yeah, get in with some of those heavy hitters. Yeah, absolutely. So, dude, you're from Scar or you're from East York. Yeah. Um, take me through a bit about yourself, man. I understand that um, you had another career before photography. Yeah, so I actually started off as a musician first. Um, I mean, I guess from the point where I was 15 or 16, I started taking voice lessons and was mm. singing and uh, doing a lot of theater performance. Oh, um, wow. was learning piano at the same time. So the studio that I learned to sing, I ended up music directing stuff there and getting really involved in the in the music world. Oh, wow. um, when I was first doing lessons, it was mostly classical voice stuff. So when I when it was time to go to university, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to go to school for. So first. when you say classical, what are we talking? Are we talking like stage shows like Wizard of Oz and stuff? Or like what kind of music are you singing? No, cl classical voice is more like on the opera side of things. Oh, okay. Um, but I was also working on that stage show type stuff. So that's oh, okay. that, that'd be considered musical theater. Um, okay. All that. So I had a teacher who I did a little bit of both with. Um, but for school, you, you kind of have to pick your... There's schools that have musical theater programs and you can do all the theater stuff. Um, but I wanted to go through uh, to be an educator. So if you wanted to mm -hmm. do that, you had to do a classical program. Uh, so I ended up going to U of T uh, and doing a classical voice kind of slash education thing. So I did voice for four years and then did uh, teacher's college afterwards. Okay. Um, so yeah, so music's always been a huge part of my life, kind of like multi-instrumentalist, uh, doing a little bit of writing here and there, performing, music directing. I've loved it. I still love it now. Yeah. What kind of um, instruments do you play? Uh, piano and guitar are my main oh, okay. are my main instruments. Yeah, awesome. Not a percussionist. No, to be honest, like there's a lot of things I can pick up really mm. well, and percussion is not one of those things. Oh, okay. I've always just accepted. You know what? I'm never going to be a drummer, and that's okay. I wonder if the, if that works the other way too, because as a drummer, I've tried multiple times getting on a string instrument. The most luck I've ever had is with the ukulele horse yeah, around. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like I, I just don't get music at all. But what I like about drums is you know, I don't have to read music. I don't have, it's just about feeling, feeling the beat, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. what I've loved about uh, like music directing, whether it be a musical, like let's say I was the conductor for it or I was playing in an orchestra, I've learned so much from the other musicians. Mm. Like there's one drummer, uh, a friend of mine, Justin Hahn, who I've played a lot of shows with. And at the beginning, because when I was first starting out as a music director, I didn't really know, you know, what to ask of someone or, and I learned so much from him because I was like, I don't know anything about percussion. And okay. it, helped, it helped me so much because now I'm like, okay, I know the lingo. I know what to ask for. Yeah. I know what a drummer wants to hear. Yeah. Um, and then like on the piano side, I, I obviously know like what one of them needs to hear, but mm. it's like, you don't want to sound like a kook and be like, yeah, can you do a little more? Yeah. A little more of this. So I think it's, it's always that balance of like being respectful in the sense of like, it's okay to not know everything and yeah. just, just be open about it. Be like, what do you need from me in this, in this? As thing? a drummer, I find it funny when you show up to jam with some guys or practice 
and everyone's like, give me an A, do, 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 oh, that's out of tune. And like, as the drummer, you're just sitting there like, can we get on with it, guys? Oh like, my gosh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> all the tuning and the, yeah, I mean, I couldn't tell you what a C chord is by a G. I, I couldn't tell you that any day of the week um, <laughs> as a drummer, but you guys, you know, it, I actually really ad, uh, admire musicians for that fact that it's like this different part of your brain or something you're using. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, no. and, and especially being like, I loved, uh, I loved studying at U of T. I didn't really, I knew I didn't want to be an opera singer. It was just mm. one of those, like I had to do classical music to do the program that I wanted to do. Yeah. I can't, um, I know I'm trying to envision you like, uh, I don't know with a phantom mask on yeah. or like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely more on like the, I definitely prefer like soul R and B pop type stuff uh, okay. like that. That's what I like to sing. Um, I mean, when I first started playing guitar, it was all, all metal like that's what i i love so uh, like okay. it's always been a broad spectrum i don't really discriminate against any style of music if it makes me feel something i'll listen to it i don't care i don't care yeah because right now i could just imagine you with like plugs in your ears and you'd be giving off this real like anthrax oh yeah, vibe yeah or something but then you're talking about you know you're talking about opera and you know show tunes and it's like wow this guy is pretty uh pretty diverse like yeah i can't <laughs> Don't, uh, you know, judge a book by its cover, I guess. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I love, to be honest, it's the thing that I kind of, I love between the photography world and the surf world and, and my music side of things is those two worlds don't really uh, ever collide mm. at all. Like I kind of have my friends in, in both sides. Oh, okay. And unless someone like follows both my accounts on Instagram or something, they don't even know that the other person exists. I see. So, so the I, music, uh, the music Sam and the photography surfer yeah. Sam are, oh, okay. Yeah. So, cause I, I remember like some people who follow my photography account who I've either performed with or whatever, they started seeing the surf stuff and they're like, hold on, we don't understand. Like, where's this, mm. A, where are you doing this and where does this come from? Even when I first got into photography, like I, I, um, I guess it was probably six or seven years ago now. I really just bought a camera to take better YouTube videos as a singer. Mm. Oh, there was really? no, like I enjoyed. That was the that, intention. Yeah. Yeah. There was no, I appreciated photography, but there was no, like, I didn't grow up being like, I love taking photos. I want to, I want to do this. Um, but when I had the camera there, I, I started taking some photos just for fun. I was like, I have this like nicer DSLR camera. I might as well go take some shots. And I became addicted mm. to it. And then through, um, through theater someone asked me they're like hey will you take a headshot for me and i was like you know like i don't really know how to take a headshot but i'll i'll try like don't yeah. pay me for it obviously because i don't know what i'm going to provide <laughs> for you oh well, you don't hear uh, that very often yeah don't pay me for don't this. pay me for it wow like, you can pay me for a lot of things but i don't trust this ability yet. yeah um and they really like the shots that they have oh, okay. and then someone else asked and then it kind of just started to snowball from oh, there okay. and i and i fell in love with it i think i needed that artistic thing that wasn't music related mm. like i love music but sometimes even the things you love so much you do need a break yeah from it um, so was like, music something you grew up with in your house like was this your world music with your parents and things too or to be honest i was really like the only one in my family to, oh, okay. I, my, okay. 
like my grandpa on my mom's side was a singer uh, and I really only knew him for a short period of my life. Yeah. Uh, but like my mom worked at a hospital. My dad's a retired firefighter. Oh, okay. So, I mean, they, they both really enjoy music. I was exposed gotcha. to a lot of music listening, listening wise. Yeah. Um, but they yeah. weren't expecting you to become a musician. That was your own passion. It, so yeah, it was my own thing. And okay. I, I luck out with two parents who are really supportive Great. of that yeah. kind of whatever path I take. So it was, it was really awesome. Um, yeah. So they're like, okay, our son got into music. Now he's doing photography. Like, can you pick a career with a guaranteed income? That's, like, <laughs> that's the story. That's the story of my life. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I've, I've always like, I've really kept these two things strong, but I have so many interests mm, that sometimes yeah. I like. Sometimes I got to let them go to focus on the things that I'm really passionate about. Like, music and photography will always be my things. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, you can get too much stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's funny, I was thinking about what you were saying and relating it to myself. And when I was living in Vancouver, similarly, you know, the surf thing and the surf thing has always been there. But then I really got into paddleboarding hard. But then around the same time, I also got into uh, yoga. And then I was also doing like some improv and stand up comedy. So in Vancouver, I was a part of these sort of like, different communities as well and especially the uh the yoga community that was a part of was like it wasn't just like you know stretching yoga it was like very spiritual very like out there yoga yeah yeah. so so that crowd versus like the comedy crowd and everybody roasting each other (laughs) it it was really cool but hey that's what makes life colorful you know having those different experiences but similar to you i was thinking they would have thought the same thing though like really like yoga derek has a podcast or or surfs or whatever whatever yeah yeah i know and to be honest i i kind of love that about people and just as you get to know people more and more you're like, wow, there's all these different layers to someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the same, I'm the same guy that can want to sit down at a piano and like sing a R and B tune yeah. and then roll up to the surf spot, like listening to hardcore hip hop. Like wow. they, they yeah. both exist in, yeah, in, nice. in my life. It's like, whatever's got to get you going at the time. So you took a headshot of someone uh, who was a part of the concert or whatever. So, so take us through there, man. How did you decide uh, I'm going to focus less on the music and more on the photos. And then how did you integrate that with your surfing? So the, the photos kind of continued on for a while and I just started branching out more and more into what I wanted to shoot. Mm. So I do a lot of portrait work and I, I knew I loved working with people. I wasn't really interested in, in landscape photography at all. I was like, I love working with people. Um, and I feel really comfortable in this environment and just kind of exploring. Yeah. And now let me just interrupt you. Sorry about that. There must be a million photographers in Toronto and, and a million photographers that are educated. Yes. Right. So here you are like uneducated, just kind of more hobbyist. So this obviously took a lot of courage on your part to stick with this. It was, it was something I was, I must say I was like very respectful because mm. I also knew some people who had gone to school for it. And, and I was like, I know I, I have to kind of earn my spot mm. as well. Um, 
and I tried not to ever overstep overstep that like yes you want to get you want to get work and you want to try new things but there was also a lot of like collaborative work mm-hmm. I knew I had to build up a portfolio of stuff and be able to show someone I wasn't just going to be like by the way I bought a nice camera pay me to take photos but, you know like some people yeah. do do that but I was like that's not that's not really how I work I think I got to earn it yeah. and I also knew that I had to learn some things because I wasn't comfortable fully comfortable in my environment yet um Instagram was an amazing thing for mm, that and I mean yeah. and, the, and the joy of like knowing people in the musical world is they usually love having their photo taken so if I just uh, wanted if I just wanted to be like hey I have an idea for a shoot can I try something yeah you and they'd be like yeah sure because you know there's no stress there's no money involved it's like if it works out it works out if it doesn't yeah whatever it's a whole learning experience um and then when it kind of shifts to someone wanting to pay you for what you've created because they've liked what you've seen, then I think it kind of moves past the the educated or or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's still like one of my good friends, uh, she's an amazing photographer, Shay Conroy. Um, she went to school, I think she went to Sheridan for photography. And I love looking at her stuff because I learn a lot because she probably thinks about photos in a different way than I do. Oh, okay. You know, because of the because of the school background, she's also just a different creative. Yeah. You know, um, and I think I learned that from other photographers. We all approach it in a different way. Yeah. Um, sometimes I've created the stuff that I have because of trial and error. Mm. I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, and then I figured out that something worked, and then I continued to do that. But it definitely yeah. is, it definitely is kind of scary at the beginning because there are so many. Yeah, and I mean, I mean and, and this is the thing about photography is you don't even need to go to school. Like with YouTube and everything these days, you got a million. Everybody's an expert on it. Oh stuff yeah, up, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it it takes a lot for someone to earn your trust, especially mm-hmm. if they're going to pay you for it. Yeah. Because there's also twenty other people that they can hire that they can find in like in a second. Yeah. Right. So a lot of it is like, yes, showing your work and also building a relationship and them knowing because it, like it is a very personal thing. Like some mm. people hate having their photo taken, but they need a photo taken. And it's like, how do I make this person feel comfortable? Because mm. I know I can do my job on the side, but if someone looks awkward in a photo, there's nothing you can do in Photoshop to make them yeah <laughs> make them look like they didn't want to have their photo taken. Right. So what's the secret to getting them in that comfortable space? I usually don't even bring up my camera at the beginning. Mm. I just start having a conversation oh, with people. Okay. I mean, especially something like a headshot. It's very like just just a tight thing of them. And it's if someone doesn't feel super confident about all their features, you know, it can be can be nerve wracking. But I mean, yeah. even, in, even even in sport, like getting back to surfing, you know, you take a photo of someone that you may love and they don't love their form on a wave mm. of something like it's really hard sometimes because you like love a shot and they're like oh this isn't like i don't know if i want to portray myself as this yeah surfer you know it, it's tricky mm. i uh i've been a part of a few photo shoots um but the one that really stands out to me is one that we did last year um around this time actually for the initial launch of our website freshwater surf goods and we did it with a photographer in vancouver her name was savari campilo and we become friends and and she's a wonderful person and and very talented but what you're saying what stood out to me same thing she established a relationship in the beginning because she was going to be up in my face all day 
making yeah. me smile, making me be vulnerable and goofy. So the fact that we had to have some kind of connection, I think was really important and it really broke the ice. Um, but one of the things she did that, that has separated her from any photo shoot I've ever done, even including my, our wedding photographer, which who was also amazing though, by the way, but this Sawari, what she was doing was she was constantly resetting my face. She'd be yeah. like, okay, blink or like, put your face down now look up. And so one of my big dilemmas with photographs of myself is I often find I have this like stupid looking resting face. Um, but with her doing that, it kept it fresh and the photo shoot was great. And I really liked the way I looked in the photos and I typically don't. Um, so there's definitely a difference between, yeah, someone experienced and someone new on the block. Yeah. And, and I honestly think as soon as people start to forget that they're having their photo taken, which mm. is a difficult thing to do, that's when the best photos start. Uh, you yeah. know, like when you're just sharing an experience back and forth and one person happens to have a camera, that's usually when you get the best, the best shots when someone's yeah. not trying anymore, uh, okay. you know? Yeah, I know. Like, I don't really work in the um, like fashion industry or anything. I know that's very calculated and specific, mm, and a lot of them yeah. like model for a living, and they know exactly what to do. A lot of people that I work with, that's not what they do for a living. So you're like, okay, how do we get this person comfortable really quick? Yeah, you know, because <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna put the camera in your face eventually today because oh, wow. you did pay me to do it. So it's gonna, <laughs> it's yeah. gonna happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's and it's different every time. Okay. It's a beautiful thing about working with people, you know, like every person's different. Some mm -hmm. people just want to get in and get out. I mean, more so with headshots. If someone books I you for see, a shoot, yeah. like they know that you're, they're going to have their photo taken. Yeah. But like you do a family portrait or something. Yeah. Maybe one person booked the portrait and the 10, 10 other people don't want their photo taken. And you're like, okay, well, it's going to be a tough day on the job. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the thing with surf photography, though, is that, so, you know, I started surfing in the late 90s on the Great Lakes, and there certainly were not photographers lined up for me. Yeah. Um, and now I'm finding it's a whole new scene these days. And like you said, Instagram, I, I mean, I am seeing photos of people surfing on the Great Lakes that are, like, riding the lip and doing these cutbacks and airs and i'm like whoa like what planet am i on like yeah. honestly i started surfing the great lakes i got my longboard and you know it was about that cruising but it's like a whole nother animal now the talent is off the charts yeah it's and wild. The, yeah and the photos are amazing and i mean who doesn't want their photo taken surfing? Everybody wants to score that shot. I'm actually, I'm thinking, man, when can I get Sam up here? I got to get a, <laughs> I got to get a good shot of myself already. But so, I mean, when it comes to, you know, paying for professional photos, that's one thing. But when you show up at the beach and you start taking photos of people doing what they love and they get to go show their friends after, um, they're pretty stoked. I, I remember being in Concordon and you've probably met uh, Donald LeBlanc. I know he yeah, showed yeah. up and he was shooting and then, you know, he'll, he'll sell some of the shots later. I think that's a genius business model yeah. um, for all, for, for every, as the sport grows and the more and more people out there. So. 
Yeah, it's a and to be honest, that's been a it's like a little bit of a touchy thing sometimes mm. because I mean when I first started shooting in the water, at least um, I was kind of just like I was very I mean and I haven't been shooting in the water that long. I was yeah. like okay, I just want to experience this, do it. Hopefully, I get some good stuff to send to people. Yeah, it wasn't even like oh, I want to send something to someone for exposure. I was like I just want someone to have this photo other than me. Because oh, if I okay. was that surfer, I would want I would want the shot. Yeah, and then which is like, like a free gift at yeah. this point. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm really happy with what I'm getting. This definitely has value to it. Um, I mean, you end up forking out a lot of money to be a surf photographer. It's mm. not a cheap hobby, that's for yeah. sure. Um, but I've always had this thing like I'm really close with the surf community with the surfers the shops and everything and i i never want it to seem like i'm that person showing up because i want to make money from everyone you know yeah. like i'm there for the sport and the art first gotcha. but i do think that if someone really wants the photo then it's fair for there to be an exchange of money for it yeah, but I, I do, I do, and and the people who know me know that for sure. Mm, but if it's yeah. someone new, I'm like, I really hope I don't look like that businessman who's just showing up in his six mil with his camera, being like, "All right, yeah. yeah, you went by me." But I did. It was I did hear uh, one of one of my friends who was riding by um, the other day at one of the, one of the spots, and I thought it was a funny joke. He's like, "Frig, I know, like every time I ride by, I'm like, just like, boom, there goes twenty bucks. Boom, there goes twenty bucks because <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna want this shot." And it was like it was a nice compliment, but I was like, "Yeah, it's it's funny because I do, I do get it, and it's a yeah. new experience for people on the greats because there's not, I think there's really only me. Uh, there's another photographer, Mitch Hubble, who's in the water. Uh, I think he shoots more. Uh, I don't see him on Ontario. I've actually never met him in person. We just oh, okay. that's, that's so much of it. We follow each other on on, yeah. on Instagram, right? Um, but but like you were saying, with that many photographers that are shooting it now, for me, that was kind of like a natural next step. Mm. I didn't want to take the land shots anymore um, I because I didn't I didn't think I could get. I mean, there's it's like anything in any in any art form. You see some photos of other people, and you can't help but compare yeah. sometimes. And I was like, okay, you know, I think I'm doing this well. I think this person also does this well. But, you know, I know the water and how it works really well, and I understand the sport. Why don't I step this up a level, and I really love to be close, like right yeah. in the action. Yeah. Um, and luckily, like I, I shoot a lot with Surf the Greats in Toronto, yeah, I, I noticed that. I was going to ask you about that. So they are yeah. on your client list then. Yeah, and to be honest, I I owe so much to them mm. because my first surf photo ever taken was I found them on Instagram. Mm. Didn't really know. I saw someone surf the greats once like in my oh, life okay. before. I was like, oh, someone's going out to surf. That's cool. I saw their account. Um, I sent a message to Antonio, and I was like, hey, uh, I'm a photographer. I've never shot surfed before. I'd love to experience it. Could you let me know when you're going out one time? And he was like, yeah, bro, for sure. He sends me a text like one night. And he's like, I think we're going at first light tomorrow. Okay. I'm thinking like, oh my God, I'm a musician. First light, <laughs> first light is like, I'll go to bed at first light. Like, yeah, we really? Yeah. You've been up playing the concert hall. Yeah. Right? Um, so I followed them to the beach one time. And I mean, it was a little bit awkward because I didn't know who anyone was. And I, yeah. 
it wasn't a planned shoot. I was kind of just like, can I follow you around and take photos? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but super, super nice. And like instant. I was like, wow, mm. this community is amazing. Cause they're yeah. all really friendly. Um, and then from there, I just started to try and figure out when people were going to be surfing, how the mm. forecast worked, you know, and shot a lot from land, tried to be close to home, find out where the spots are elsewhere on Lake Ontario or, oh, okay. I mean, I hadn't really shot Lake Erie until this past fall. So you were um, surfing even at this point, you were shooting people surfing. Yeah. Shooting people okay. surfing. Um, okay. I, uh, I shoot some lessons for surf the greats. So what I'll do sometimes is at the end of a lesson, mm-hmm. when everyone's packing up, I'll take one of their boards and I'll okay. catch a few before I, before I pack up my stuff. So that's kind there of how I sneak go. them in. Yeah. There's, there's part of me that, although I do want to be a better surfer, mm-hmm. whenever it's a good day for surf, I get excited to get my camera out. Scotty Sharon, he used to be published in SBC Surf Magazine. All the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was talking to him and I was editing that show today. So it's very fresh in my mind. But same thing with him. He was saying, if I went out surfing five times in a year, I'd be happy. He's like, when there's surf, I want to be photographing. Like that is the surf experience for you guys. Like yeah. some of you guys are... That's where you get your thrill is getting shots, not getting the waves, I guess. Yeah. And to me, like the, I've always kind of been an adrenaline junkie to a mm. certain extent. Like I, I mountain bike a lot. I love it. Like anything that gives me a bit of a rush. Yeah. And, and I think it's not that I don't want to be a better surfer, but I get so much more enjoyment from taking the photos and being in the water Yeah. that I'm like, I, I want that, that feeling. Mm. And I mean, and I love really heavy days. Oh, like okay. the bigger the days, I'm like, I don't care what it's like out there. Like, get me like show, when those when that forecast is going red, let me know what's happening. Uh, I want to I want to yeah, be out there yeah. in that because to me, it's also like there's that bit of a fear factor in it. I want to mm. get the cool shot of someone, but I'm also like, you know, I'm I'm going to be safe. It's you know, it's always important to be safe in the water. I'm like, but I do like that bit of a okay. You got to have your head on a swivel because today is going to be a real one. Like yeah. it's going to put you to the test. So when you go out to, to surf, or sorry, to f- photograph surf, what is your setup like? Like, what are you going out on? Are you going out with a, a surfboard or are you going out with uh, fins and your your camera? Or what does that look like? Yeah, so I'm always out with fins. Um, people ask that all the time, actually, if I mm-hmm. go out on a, on a board. I know a couple uh, surf photographers I mean, I know a couple in Hawaii who go out on boogie boards and mm. just have that flotation out there. I've found at least on the grates because things are kind of coming from everywhere yeah, all the time. Um, just having my fins is the best for me. For most of the season, I'm in a 6'4". Mm. Um, so it, it has that little added bit of float to it, obviously, as well. Um, yeah. But I need to be able to get under. Like I'm yeah. duck diving... I would love to count how many times it happens in a session mm. because pretty much anything sizable, I try and go under instead of floating over top. Um, gotcha. So are always, you usually in water over your head then? Are you depend depends on the spot. Okay. Um, but to be honest, I prefer to be in water over my head. Yeah. If okay. I can. Yeah. I find whenever I start to feel the ground on my feet, I mean, it's more stable for me to take a photo yeah, if yeah. I can stand. Um, but the wave has so much more power over me. When yeah. I don't have that water underneath. 
I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like when I shoot on, there's a couple spots. Uh, I'm always like, oh, I can't see the spot. There's a couple spots yeah. on Erie um, yeah. that I uh, that like sometimes I'm standing, sometimes I'm swimming, and I definitely prefer to swim. Oh, okay. Um, but there's also yeah. It, to be honest, it depends how the how the rip works as well. Sometimes mm. you can stand in a spot and it's nice, and your feet can stay solid. And other times yeah. it's just like tearing at your ankles the whole time, and you're like, this would actually be easier if I was swimming the whole time. Okay. And to be honest, in the on the really cold days, I would rather be swimming because it yeah. forces me to stay warm. True enough. Yeah. Because I'm I'm yeah. submerged the whole time, so if I'm standing there, it, I don't last very long. Yeah. Uh, when I'm doing surfing lessons. I often don't have a surfboard with me and I'm just out there instructing and pushing people and stuff. And man, I have so much fun just hanging out in my wetsuit. Like you're saying, they are so, they have so much flotation. The, the six, four or whatever it is we use for winter. Oh my God. That is so much fun in itself. Just, it's amazing. Yeah. You're just there. You're chilling. You feel the push and pull. Yeah. Water. Um, I mean, and you learn quick. I think it's a great thing. I mean, I think if a lot of surfers could take an opportunity just to swim in the waves, even yeah. the way they paddle out would change. Because when you don't, when you can't float on top, like the water's going to win every time. Mm, so you have to yeah. use it to your advantage. Yeah. And especially when you're swimming in it, if you try and fight it, you get tired out and your session's done. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, I know like the whole community looks out for each other. But in the water, uh, you kind of get forgotten a little bit more as a surf mm. photographer because people aren't that focused. Oh, on I you. see. Yeah. So, so there is always that back of the mind, like, okay, I got to make sure, like, when am I getting too cold? When am I too tired? I got to make this call myself because I don't have anything to float on. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, and not to mention, uh, am I positioned properly? Yeah. You know, like uh, I'm sure if you found yourself in some pretty close calls with boards uh, oh, yeah. and. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And and to be honest, like that's that's actually the interesting thing. Talk about a difference of shooting a portrait where you're trying to build that relationship with someone. With surfers, <laughs> with surfers yeah. you don't really get that chance. All of a sudden, you're just in the water with them, and sometimes they know you, sometimes they don't. I love when like I'm out with friends because yeah. they know like I want you to buzz right by my face. Like, yeah. <laughs> depending, because I also have a couple friends that can't turn. So I'm like, oh, by the okay. way, you you can stay far away, and I'll yeah. take <laughs> I'll take a shot. Um, I think I inherently have a lot of trust for people, <laughs> whether mm. they're whether yeah. they're good or not. But I think my duck dive's pretty on point. Oh, so, okay. uh, so That's I just good. I always know at one point I'm like, okay, I'm, I got to go under. Yeah, because sometimes you can't control it when you're riding. Sometimes you just can't control it. Like they, or I surprise them. Like they don't see yeah. me behind the other peak, and then they're like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, why is it, there's a head from? and yeah. a camera in there?" Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking at your Instagram here, and you got some great shots. And um, you know, you got this one I can't help but really like, and it's that perfect like shot of Larry Cabrero that looking right at the camera. Yeah. Um, you know, really great timing. Um, you got I, another one here. But, sorry, go ahead. You I was just going to say, I love shooting with Larry. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, uh, I try and follow him to the water anytime. Same oh, okay. thing. It's, it's like building a relationship. Like, A, I love chatting to him uh, in the parking lot too. Yeah. But I know that like, if I'm in the water, he usually tries to come close to me 
Well, oh, like it's, okay. it's kind of like a balance. Like, yeah, the surfer gets a photo of himself, but also it like helps me get the shots as yeah. well. And yeah. I really trust him as a as a person and a surfer. So I'm like, yeah, you can come close to me as much as you want because this is awesome. And I, there's certain surfers where like even if you look on my Instagram, like I get more shots of them because mm-hmm. of that. They're like, oh, okay, okay, I know where I know where Sam's gonna be. I'm gonna fly by there where where other people are just trying to catch what they can catch. And that's, that's yeah. fair too. I'm not saying, by the way, when I'm in the water, everyone focus on me and try and come by. <laughs> I'm just trying to get myself in a spot where I can catch everyone and, and also not be in people's way. The yeah. waves are so short on the greats where I'm like, I also don't want to ruin anyone's wave, Yeah. but I want to get that. I basically only get the drop of them coming down because oh, they run for see. a little bit, then it's done. So I'm like always trying to get that. that now, drop. because of the danger component though, I would imagine there's a pretty quick, learning curve to this because if you don't learn you're gonna get hit or you're not gonna get the shot so i mean it it seems to me you'd have to adapt pretty quickly and get dialed into what's going on yeah yeah uh that's very that's very true um i mean i think the first great thing is the the water can be pretty unforgiving sometimes Mm. so even the swim out Mm. is a is a real like are you ready for this Oh, okay. Like it makes you question that. Then once you're out in the spot, it's kind of like I'm okay, and then it's the danger of the surfers. Yeah. Um, I've lucked out that I haven't really had. I've had more like bonks from my housing on my head than I have from a surfboard. Oh, okay. A lot of the time, if someone gets close, I just do the old like duck and cover and yeah, yeah, and, surfer helmet. Yeah. yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, you they have right away, right? Like you yeah. are the one in the way. Um, not the surfers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what the tough conversation is sometimes because if people don't know that I'm there, they're surprised and they're like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'm like, no, no, it's it's totally cool. Yeah. Like like you do your thing and I'll get out of your way. Like it's literally my job yeah. to get out of your way. But, you know, it's just once again, we're, we're on Lake Ontario or Lake Erie or wherever. It's a new thing for most, for most surfers. Yeah. Usually after it happens once. Um, then it's all good. And I mean, I don't mind people at least worrying a little bit. It's okay for them yeah, to worry yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, that but it'd be that. different if you were in San Clemente, you know, uh, Lowers oh, yeah. or Trestle or something like, yeah. yeah Your like forgiveness I, factor might not be as, as much there. Oh, yeah. Like I, uh, this past January, I got to sneak away to Hawaii for 10 days and I shot there and uh, definitely a different, a talk about when we were talking about people who have studied photography or or people who haven't kind of like knowing your place and like mm-hmm. okay i gotta work in i was more afraid of like wow i'm going to hawaii where there's tons of water photographers i'm not yeah. the, like one of the only ones i'm like no <laughs> i gotta make sure like i'm not in anyone's way photography wise in yeah. the shot i'm like the surfers are gonna friggin send it and they don't yeah. care who's in the water no <laughs> and no. also the water's way bigger and doesn't care about who's in the water yeah. so yeah Hawaii doesn't care about who's in the water. I remember I almost got my head taken off by a, what do you call it? Those uh, out, downriggers or outrigger oh, yeah. canoe? Yeah. Oh, you got to be careful out there. Yeah, it's serious. Yeah. So Hawaii, I'm looking at some amazing blue water, beautiful photos. And I've had to do a second look today because I'm like, is that Jamie O'Brien and uh, Tina Cohen? And yeah. I think that is right. Yeah. So what happened there? How'd that come about? You're 
playing in the big leagues a little bit. <laughs> so that that was actually a really really cool uh, experience that I wasn't expecting. Okay. At all, uh, to be honest, all of all of Hawaii. Um, okay. Because for the past while, I had been planning to go back to uh, go back to California. Okay. And this time, I wanted to go strictly as like a surf photography trip. Mm. I was like, um, like I chat, I shot some photos of Kevin Schultz when he was uh, in Toronto last okay. time, and we've yeah. kept in contact ever since. And I was like, hey man, I'd love to come down, shoot some photos. Like he's the kindest person and also oh, yeah. an incredible surfer. I was like, I need to take photos with you. And he's like, trust me, man, if we go out, like there's other people to take photos of. And I was like, I want to kind of just work my way up the coast, take shots. Anyways, as soon as COVID hit, it was, California was getting pretty sketchy um, uh, to go there. I wasn't okay. sure what was going to be open, what wasn't. I know I'm going to be in the water all the time, but I'm like, if all of a sudden they close the beaches, that's a really expensive flight just to go sit yeah. on sit on the shore. Um, and then uh, Antonio from Surf the Greats, he was like, man, we're going to be, excuse me, we're going to be in Hawaii, if you want to join us, you're more than welcome to. So, so like, who is that? Him and Lucas and yeah, some other yeah Antonio people? Okay. Lucas. Um, and I was like, wow, I didn't. Hawaii's never even been on my radar. Yeah, you know. And I was like, this would be amazing. And I'm like, it's a mixture of everything. I'm like, I'm kind of scared. Like, I don't know. Not that I know California really well, but I yeah. know at least a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, I don't know anything about Hawaii. I just know that. It's amazing and like a big, big surf. Somehow I lucked out when I got there. Like I was there for Super Swell Saturday and I was there for like the biggest swell that they've had oh, wow. in decades, which is good and bad because okay. I'm a noob, right? Yeah. So I'm like, wow, some small days would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little but, bit of practice. Yeah. yeah. But having having them both, having them both there, uh, taught me so much like mm. a, like having people who know the spots and everything like lucas uh, who he well he unfortunately passed away about a month ago now um he like i am forever grateful for him because especially at the beginning i remember he said to me he's like i'm not trying to be a father figure he's like but i do want to keep you safe uh. in, in, in the water um and i mean like you like you said hawaii's no joke like it's not gonna it takes no print like you, you got to be on, yeah, on, yeah. on the ball. Um, so, like, one of my first days. What shoot, island were you guys on? We were on North Shore, Oahu. Okay, you're on Oahu. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, I've, I've surfed up there, too. Gotcha, yeah. Nice. You're on your own. That's definitely yeah. for sure, yeah. Um, but, like, Antonio's really, really strong uh, with his water safety and also a really strong surfer as well. Yeah. Once again, you're going in the water, like you don't want to ever rely on someone to be like, okay, I can do this because someone's going to rescue me, but it yeah. does make you feel a little bit better being like, okay, we're here. So like swimming it with Lucas, um, and him kind of being able, like being able to say, no, you got to swim really hard here. We got to get out of this spot or we got to get mm. into here because there's so much to take in that I'm, yeah. I'm not really getting it all. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but so on that on that trip, uh, before I had even gone, because I shoot some of the portrait stuff, I had reached out to Tina ahead of time, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to be in Hawaii. I actually want to do some portrait stuff when I'm there." I wasn't even thinking anything surf related. I was like, "I just want to do some portraits. Would you be up for doing some portrait stuff?" Um, so this is when you do something like this, a call out. This is for your own portfolio. It's yeah. not. <laughs> Because, I mean, the idea of, like, hey, I'm willing to give you free photos of yourself. Like, 
best call ever. I know. And you know, like his photography it, it sounds, isn't cheap, like, and we can all benefit from it. Like whoever's in the industry. So I just knew for me, especially going somewhere where I knew I wasn't going to know people. Yeah. I was like, I definitely want to do some portrait work when I'm there. Um, because I know I won't be shooting surf every day. Um, and Tina always seemed super cool, like in her vlog and everything. I was like, she seems super nice. I feel like she'd be a great person to shoot with, mm. to be honest, not really thinking anything about Jamie at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, cause I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I'll probably never see him on the Island. Like he's probably just doing his thing. Yeah. Anyways, we, I shot with Tina that day and then she said, Hey, I'm going to be filming, um, one of my vlogs later on this week, would you be up to doing some video for it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, I met her to film her vlog and it was me and Jamie who were filming her. Oh, <laughs> for the wow. vlog. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we like, we got, went to go on a little hike and everything. It was super, like super cool. Um, both like incredibly nice people. Um, and just like an awesome relationship to start, but it was right at the end, right at the end of the trip. And like oh, what a way wow. to kind of send off, uh, send off the trip. Yeah, I, absolutely. I laughed. I laughed because I said to Tina, I actually met them on the first day that I was there. Okay. But I was on my bike going to the grocery store, and I've only ever seen them on YouTube yeah. <laughs> or on or on the internet. Yeah. And I stopped and was like, "Oh, hey!" <laughs> like I didn't like it. Was, <laughs> I, I don't want like it's not like I was starstruck or anything, but I was like, "Oh, you're like." in physical form yeah i, I don't re i wasn't expecting this on my bike ride to Foodland, right yeah. <laughs> right now you know yeah um and i was like wow i really really wish i hadn't have been so awkward in that yeah. first interaction but luckily when i met them again it was nice to nice to dude chat. i've met i've went to quite a few like comic cons and things like that and so i've met quite a few celebrities you know in terms of like you know the handshakes and photo ops and all that kind of stuff and so some of the ones that really stand out to me would be like William Shatner, uh, Jason Momoa, um, what's his name? Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead. Yeah. You know, so these are some of the people I met and they're like my big idols and stuff. I was at this event in Vancouver one time. It was a nonprofit event. I forget what it was for. It was some kind of gala or something um, for an organization I worked for. And the keynote speaker was, uh, I believe her name is Mary Walsh. And she okay. is a one of the writers, but also stars of uh, This Hour Has 22 Minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she's a real like Canadian comedy icon, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Canadian comedy icon. Like, can right. it, like is... <laughs> You know, in perspective, that's like the nerves you'd have should not be that great compared to like Jason Momoa or William Shatner. Dude, I was so, I was like, like, what are you doing here? Like, I felt like such an ass. I know. Like you're, I, think it's, I think it's like in your mind you think of like, oh, it'd be so cool to meet that person. And like, what would you talk about or something? And yeah. then when it happens, your brain can't catch or your mouth can't catch up to your brain or what. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I want to say things, but I actually don't have anything to say <laughs> right now. And you're kind of like, cool. Well, yeah. have a nice day. I'm going and to the, the grocery store. Yeah, really. And then after you're like, oh my God, I wish I yeah. would have. 
asked about this or that or whatever. Yeah. I, th- I think the only thing I said, I was like, hey, Jamie, is pipe working today? And he's like, nah, maybe later. And I was like, cool. <laughs> like, does it matter? Am I going to surf it? No. Am I no. going to shoot it? No. <laughs> like, so when you met up, linked up with them later, did they remember who you were or did you bring it up to them? I, I, I mentioned it to Tina when we shot. I was like, because oh, okay. so, she, she recognized my face that day because oh, I was okay. like, hey, I said, hey, Tina, I didn't even acknowledge Jamie at first i was like hey tina and she's like oh sam nice to meet you and then when i saw when we did our shoot i was like i felt like such an idiot that day i was like i just wasn't <laughs> expecting to see either of you and i was like oh i feel like i should have something great to say and i just yeah. i don't and she she just laughed um, they probably get that quite a bit i mean in oh a com- yeah in a community like that where it's actually a really small community and these folks aren't just out there on the red carpet. Like they're real people um, at the surf. So it's not uncommon to, to bump into them. So yeah. I'm sure they're used to that. And I, and I think to be honest, like even, um, even getting the opportunity to meet them both, like I got to hang out at Jamie's house that day, wow. which is pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but I think as soon as someone realizes that you're not a crazy person mm. and you're just normal, like, it doesn't matter who they are. They're also just a normal person, right? And you have a conversation yeah. and, and you hang out. It's not like, sure, it was cool for me to be able to look at. Oh, my dog's coming in. Oh. <laughs> um, sure, it was cool to be able to, like, look at, you know, awards that are on the wall and everything. Yeah. But you're also just talking to someone as a human. And I was like, wow, this is just, this is really cool yeah. to be here. But I did, like, I thanked them probably a million times afterwards. I was like, I yeah. know it probably seems like something small. I was like, but this is a really, really cool opportunity for me so so thank yeah. you and yeah. like that's that's a relationship that you keep uh moving on forward so it'd be like super exciting to go back i mean i'd love to shoot jamie from the water one time for sure just like he he usually surfs in spots that i don't know if i'm ready mm. to shoot like i want to i want to shoot pipe really bad <laughs> yeah. um but it's like it can go bad quick yeah like i shot waimea the okay. day before Super Swell Saturday when I was there. And that was probably the scariest day of my life. Almost Not threw up before it. I went in the water. Wow, yeah. Um, and the funny story behind that is I actually wasn't... We went to the beach that day, me, Antonio, and Lucas, mm-hmm. at like 6 o'clock in the morning or something. Okay. We were going to shoot. All of us had a bad feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And we decided not to. Like, it wasn't very clean. It was just, like, nuts. Lucas went out on a jet ski that day, and he shot with some other people, like with some pros that were out there. Because he was he quite into photography as well? Because I, I know his Facebook profile had a camera in it. Yeah, he's he's like he was an incredible water uh water photography person. Both like underwater portraits, but he shot yeah. like a lot of pro uh surf stuff and everything. So okay. I, yeah. he was definitely a brain that I picked when I was yeah. like trying to get into it. Yeah. And um, really sorry, you know, for for your loss and all those who, who knew him. I didn't I didn't know him, but I'm glad that we're getting to talk about it on the show. I did want to address it at some point. Yeah. Um that there was a loss in the community. Um Lucas what was his last name? Uh Murdigan. Murdigan, yeah. Yeah. And he, was he a doctor? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he sounds like a really interesting guy. Like he yeah. kind of was all over the place. He actually, I forget the name of it, um, uh, but he has a TED talk that was out there, and he talked a little bit about like his transition um, from working as a surgeon to uh, to like focusing on his photography, like and just knowing that he needed that that change. And it's a really oh, so he watch. actually did what you did. He 
he wasn't doing both. He transferred from a yeah. doctor into photography. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and just like, like I say, a huge wealth of knowledge. Um, cause some of the stuff I shot first was like in pools and everything. And if I was like, Hey, I don't even know what lenses to use, like what settings to use. Uh, and not, not all photographers will do that. Right. Like some photographers is like, no, this is my little secret. Yeah. I love information and you don't get any. And he was like, mm. no, you want to learn anything here? Um, before I had a housing, like he, he shot Nikon. Oh, sorry. He shot Canon. I shoot Nikon. But he was okay. like, if you want to use my housing? You can use it. Like not many people offer that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a very like uh, very, very small group. Um, but yeah. So, but that, that day at Waimea, so he was out and then all of a sudden midday I get, uh, Antonio was like, Hey, the jet ski is dropping off Lucas at Waimea Bay, like in the water, he says we should meet him. And I was mm. like, oh my God, I thought I was finally off the hook. <laughs> like, I was like, I, don't, I said, do you, do you think I'm ready? And he said, yeah. And I said, does Lucas <laughs> think I'm ready? And he says, oh yeah, yeah, Lucas said, yeah. We get out there. I finally meet Lucas in the water. And he's like, oh, you came out. I was like, Antonio said you said I was ready. He's like, oh, I never said that. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my god. I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter because I'm out here now. Here, like I, yeah. I made that's all I needed to hear was like yeah. the trust from Lucas. And I was like, okay, I'm swimming out. But when you see eight foot shore break, I was like, how do how does this happen? Like, yeah. how do we get out there? How does this wow. yeah, how does really? this work? And it was, uh, I mean, I stayed pretty far in the channel. Mm-hmm. for a few reasons a i was like i know that i'm not really prepped if i get a bad hold down i don't know if i'm gonna last yeah. um and i was also like there's a couple photographers out here who are really good and i want like they they have first priority i'm cool even if i just float here and experience waves this big yeah. but i was able to get a couple of cool shots and i it was a great day right on right on yeah. um when you were in hawaii and you were hanging out with uh uh, Jamie and Tina, did Lucas and Antonio get to experience any of that, or was that fully your own no, little was, side gig? It was, it was my own thing, and that wow, was, that was that, that is was, pretty cool. It was pretty cool, and I mean, and they even said that too. They're like, because I felt bad, so it was our, it was the last full day before I was going home, and like Antonio and Lucas were like, we're gonna go out for dinner tonight. So, but then I end up spending the whole day with Tina and Jamie and I'm like, now I have this, I'm torn between two things. Cause respectfully, I also want to go back and have dinner with the guys because they, like I, this trip wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for them having me here. I'm like, but I'm also like having the coolest experience of my life and I didn't expect yeah. this was going to happen. Um, and they were, they were like fully on board for it. They were like, this is so cool. Like, we're so happy that you have this experience. And one thing that I thought I was so nervous to even ask, because we were dry, we we ended up going to the west side of the island to shoot because everything was blown out uh, oh, okay. uh, on the North Shore. So we're just like, we're in Jamie's truck. And I was like, I, I think I want to still have dinner with the guys. Like, how do I word this? And I was like, Jamie, is it okay if you drop me off at this place? And he's like, yeah, no problem. And I was like, I'll just come get my memory card later on tonight. So I got like the best of both worlds. I got to have dinner with the guys, got to spend the day with Jamie and Tina. Oh, um, but I was like, I was so worried about like saying anything that would possibly be seen as disrespectful of the environment. They didn't see it that way at all. I was just like, oh, hey, right on, it's my yeah. last night here. Like, I just, I don't want to leave the guys hanging. They're like, no, of course, just come back yeah. later. It was awesome. Oh, super cool. Super cool. Yeah. That's great, man. You know, I must say, like, although California can be an intimidating surf environment, 
Like I say, mm-hmm. me learning to surf there, I got my head chewed off when I was uh, there because I like I dropped in on someone and I didn't even know that I was dropping in on someone. Yeah. And they just ripped me a new one. Like it was terrifying, yeah. and I was like, yeah. I never want to surf ever again. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but the surfers that I know down there, I know like I'm like, oh wow, it's really not like that. It's just there is a certain element in the water that you have to be respectful of. It's a different place. Yeah, um, but it is nice like. As a photographer, you do have a little bit of an in sometimes because people do want photos of them. Yeah. So they will like, they'll get you in there and be like, no, we know this guy. Mm. It's okay. And if you go in with someone who's well known, you're like, okay, I'm safe. I know I'm safe here. There's some protection. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're not just someone who's like, hey, I bought my first housing. I thought I'd float around and all of your way. Yeah. Photographer slalom. Like if you're just some guy out there with a GoPro or an iPhone, like some people might not like you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Gotcha. Um, now with the photography, Sam, like, so what does your career sort of look like a day to day for you? What kind of stuff are you doing? Um, right now, it's sort of a mix of uh, a few different things. I always keep my my portrait work on the go. Okay. Um, and like that's the that's- real money for you, the substance. Um, that, and to be honest, and still headshots, like headshots have been there from, from day one. Um, surf photography has become like more and more paid, but I mean, like on the, on the, on the greats, you know, it's, it is what it is. Sometimes you're busy and most of the time you're not. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, I, and, and to be honest, I really only go out on, on days that I know are going to be good. And usually when I know people are going to be out there. Um, well, I just bought a place on, we just bought a house on the Northern Peninsula. So Bruce Peninsula. So totally like raw environment, man, like rocks and trees, like kind of looks oh, like nice. BC. So you're invited to come on over for a weekend, man, hang out, we'll go surfing. Oh, thank you, know, you. I appreciate that. And, and get some sick photos. I think it'd be really cool to capture some of that like real uh, rawness. And there's lots yeah. of rocks up there. You could get some sick photos. Plus, I need, I'm always in need of photography for the brand and the podcast and stuff. So, yeah, I would love that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. So, you're doing a lot of the portrait stuff, it's keeping you busy, and the surf gigs are starting to be paid more. Now, where are you? What are your goals with the surf work? Are you hoping to grow that to become international to maybe uh, even East Coast, West Coast of Canada? What are you thinking? Definitely. So for me, um, I mean, like I always love being in the water and having that is like definitely sets you apart from other photographers because it puts you into a smaller gap of people. Mm. So my goal is to like, be able to do that really, really well and have someone trust me and do that. Um, but I really want to be able to combine the portrait work that I do. Like when I see, whether it be like Rip Curl or Roxy or any of that stuff, like the, their bathing suit lines, clothing lines, wetsuits. I'd love to be able to shoot that stuff. Mm, um, yeah. And to be able to do that, but also n- have them know that I'm also the person that can get in the water and shoot oh, someone okay. surfing in that same attire, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that that's truly my goal. Like I've never, it's still pretty fresh, um, but there's a lot of really good surf photographers out there. And even those surf photographers have been like, I mean, like Zach Noyle is someone who I look up to. Uh, immensely in Hawaii Um, and even he has said he's like surf photography is not one of those things like no one does it to get rich Mm. you know Um, even if I was in Hawaii you know like 
people are doing other things. They're not just oh, like going okay. in the water every day and making bank taking surf photos. Yeah. And I mean, cause pros have people too, you know, like they know who's taking their photo and everything. They don't need to go to Joe Schmo and be like, Hey, can I give you gotcha, <laughs> yeah. a shot? Yeah. Um, but I think just kind of bringing my skills to that whole environment. Like I love the portrait stuff and it's still involved in the surf environment mm-hmm. and all that. And I, I mean, I would love to start Canadian as a Canadian, you know, like keep things local ish, but like, yeah. I've never even been to the West coast. I'm ashamed to say. Oh, okay. Um, well, you're so going to have a blast when you do. Yeah. Especially yeah. like mountain biking too. I was like, I, if I could do surf photography and mountain bike in the same trip, God, that'd oh, yeah. be, like that's like the absolute dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of talented guys out there, like uh, Jeremy Koreski, Kyler Voss. I just had Marcus Palladino on the show. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great, great West Coast photographers. I'm sure you could link up with out in Tofino and, um, and some of the pros out there too, you know, Noah and Matea and Pete, they probably would love to, Yeah. you know, be photographed. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it'd be so, so awesome. And just like to be able to show that Canadian side, you know, yeah, I, I love the United States, but the u.s gets so much exposure oh yeah um, absolutely and there we have such we have such a great environment up here whether yeah. it be on the great lakes or on our oceans um like i would love like the east coast is obviously closer to me um and i always think i'm like you know there's not a lot of people who are willing to get cold and take the photos mm. which is kind of a neat thing too i'm like i'm willing to freeze my ass off <laughs> to take the photos yeah. so like yeah let's let's try some of the cold uh the cold stuff um but yeah i'd love to shoot in the east coast um i mean i think because i'm in love with california my dream was always like oh yeah if i could shoot for like roxy professionally and live in santa cruz or something like that would be my ultimate yeah, yeah. my ultimate dream um well you've seen but, through those curtains a little bit to see that you're not just working for roxy you're working for roxy and red bull and yeti yeah. and you know you got to have a full roster to keep oh, your yeah. paychecks coming yeah. definitely and because it's like it's a good thing that keeps you on your toes, but there's so much great talent out there mm, yeah. that uh, that you really have to be on the ball. And yeah. that's where the whole battle is of like, are you just creating content or are you like being artistic? Mm, you know, yeah. because you don't want to lose sight of that either. Like, I want to go out and shoot photos because I want to shoot them. And if people want them and want to buy them, bonus. So but 30 years from now, we're reflecting back on Sam Moffat's surf photography career. What do you want people to remember or take away from your photos? Um, I think for me, it would be uh, being one of those surf photographers that's willing to get into the spot that some other surf photographer wouldn't. Okay. So you want to capture something that we're not used to seeing. Yeah. I think that's always, you know, people have seen amazing surfers. They've seen beautiful waves. Everybody's seen them. And it's, it's like, how, how can I, do something different. Um, so I, where I, do you I, stand with all the drone stuff? Because that is really capturing angles and things that we've never seen before. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. Like as a, as a viewer, I love drone stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when I'm in the water, I'm like, I can't believe this robot is doing the <laughs> Doing, yeah. this, doing this job for me and like taking a really cool shot that I'll never be able to take. Yeah. Like unless I have a helicopter or, or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I, so I, you do do some drone stuff? I, I don't. I just oh, like, you don't. have okay. seen it. In, yeah. Seen it in yeah. the environment. You see it flying around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny because it's like 
are you, uh, what do you got to be better at? An eye for photography or just steering this thing, you yeah. know, like you're operating a remote control airplane, basically. And to be honest, I think that is a, I mean, even just thinking of photo gear, yeah. what I think is really neat is you can, and this is like for anyone starting, for anyone who's done it. Uh, I mean, I think Zach Noyle says this, or his dad said to him, like, the best camera that you have is the camera that you have in your hand at the time. Mm, and yeah. it's so true. Like, I used to, like, poo-poo, like, iPhones, because it's like, no, you got to use a real camera to do this. I'm like, you know, I've taken some shots that I didn't have my camera for, and I took it on an iPhone. It was composed well, and it was caught in the moment. That's what a good photo is. It's yeah. not like you had to have the most expensive camera. Yeah, good tools always help you do your job. And if yeah. you're getting paid for it, you need something that's reliable for it. Um, but I know I've had people ask, like, oh, I want to take some in-water surf photos. How can I do it? Like, I don't want to drop two grand on a housing for a mm -hmm. camera. I was yeah. like, yeah, no kidding. I didn't want to either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like, do you have a GoPro? Do you have something you can put your phone? Like, there's ways to take the photos. Yeah. And you may, you may not like everything. I don't like everything I take. Gosh, no. I saw how many photos I throw out at the end of a surf session. Mm. It's like, but it's part of it. Um, like I have some friends who've only taken photos on an iPhone and their Instagrams are just banging. Like, oh, yeah. like wow, you take incredible photos. And they're like, yeah, it's just all shot on my iPhone. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, I think no matter what technology comes out, drones or anything, cause there's, I could have a drone and take horrible photos and videos the whole time. Yeah. And there's also like drone pilots who it's like, wow, you really friggin' know what you're doing. Yeah. You're really good at this. So it, it is hard when everything gets introduced and something can do a job better and maybe easier than it was before. Yeah. But it's also, it's just, it's all part of it. There's no sense even trying to fight it because yeah. it's going to happen no matter it's what. It's there. It's there. It's your job to find those shots without it. Yeah. You know, because there's still room for those angles too. So, yeah. And I mean, I don't, I luckily don't deal with that situation being in the water, which is why I love mm. being in the water here because there's not many people in the water. But I mean, you can have 10 photographers in the water in Hawaii and it's still 10 different photos. Mm. They're all yeah. thinking about that shot a different way. It's at a different moment. So I, I remember like this, this year got, I think probably with the pandemic happening, there was more people in the water surfing 100% and there was more photographers out there. And I'd be lying if, like, I didn't get a little bit jealous sometimes when I was there. And I'm like, why are there so many photographers here? Like, I kind of thought this was going to be my thing yeah. for a little bit, right? Yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll be lying if I don't say that sometimes. And then, like, you get to know other photographers. Mm. And you're like, yeah, you know what? We're all here. Like, we're trying to do the same thing. It's not – it doesn't have to be a competition. It's not anything. Yeah. Um, We're just all out there. And, like, and then we share images back and forth because sometimes uh, we get photos cool. of each other, you know, like – and to me, that's what the Great Lakes environment nice, is all yeah. about. I know when I go to Concordon, man, there are some long lenses out at the beach. Like yeah. several people. It's become a real thing out there. Yeah. And that and that's even the that's even the thing too, is sometimes there's that not a battle, but um like the thing between the water photographers and the land. Uh, yeah, you know? okay. like sometimes i'll jokingly see if i get out of the water be like where are your fins or you know it's something just to yeah, be an idiot. yeah yeah <laughs> um, but it's but it's also like i knew for me i was like am i going to invest in these long lenses to get the better shots from on mm. on land or do i want to get in the water and do a different 
type of thing and and go through that hard learning curve and i was like i love being in the i've always loved being in the water okay whether it be like windsurfing swimming anything i was like i i think that'll be more fun yeah for me right um and i mean and i love seeing all the images it's like i'm not like oh i only look at water photography images yeah i love or even some like really far back it doesn't have to be the super close shot and i'm like wow i never would have thought of taking that photo but i'm happy you did because it's it's amazing. So it's really cool yeah. to share that between photographers as well. Right on. Man, most of my surf photos are from like a disposable underwater camera from like yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah, they're just so grainy and terrible. So I got to get out there with you sometime and get the get the real deal, you know? Definitely. So dude, when you're not surfing, man, what else are you stoked about other than music? If it's not surfing or music, it's definitely mountain biking. Oh, that's okay. my that's my muse. You really? Okay. Yeah. So as soon as it's like as soon as the surf, because I mean it's kind of on its way out for a lot of it now. Yeah. I'm like, boom! Summertime is coming. We're gonna be on the trails all the time. Nice. So does um, your photography translate over to the trails? Um, you know, I have taken a couple uh biking shots, but. And now, you know how before I was like, you know, if I, if it was surfing versus photography, I'd rather have a camera in my hand. Yeah. When it's biking, I'm like, I really don't want to take a photo. I just uh, want to be biking. Okay. You know? Gotcha. So that's really your jam then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I, uh, there's a, a Canadian athlete, Emily Batty, who she's a, uh, she's like the top female mountain biker in Canada. Okay. Um, I've had the opportunity to shoot some stuff for her her family does uh, oh, nice. they have this thing called batty cross and they do a race uh on their family property so that's always like a really neat way to shoot some biking stuff uh oh, cool. there now yeah. what about skate photography i would think that that's you know not too far from your wheelhouse yeah and to be honest i i didn't really do it before and then this uh just this spring i asked a couple people to go out and do it so i'm going to start doing more of that oh, okay um like once again it's an, an environment that i really like being in i'm not yeah. a great skater uh, yeah. but i think anytime you understand a sport to a certain amount i'm like okay yeah. i know i know what looks good and what and what doesn't exactly um, to be honest it's why i've like shot a lot of like video and photo for dance as well not that oh, i'm a dancer yeah. but i've been in that environment enough that i was like no i know what you need and and what you think will look good and it helps it helps a lot yeah i think yeah anyone in the board sports is like they're always really cool to work with and all their friends usually don't mind that you're around, which is nice. No, for sure. Yeah. No, people are stoked that you're out there taking photos. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm looking here on your Instagram. That's right. You do got some uh, pretty cool um, skater photos. As yeah. Well. Just a couple there. Those are from Toronto. Oh, you got some kite surfing on a foil. Um, yeah. That's Dan, Dan Steiner. Lots of modeling too. Yeah. Lots of uh, portraits and those as well. I'm seeing. Yeah. Really good work. It's a, thank you. It's an interesting thing because as the seasons change, like sometimes people will think I'm just a portrait photographer and oh, okay. surf season starts and then people think I'm only a surf photographer. And it's yeah. funny to see the followers go in and out as well. Cause sometimes the surfers leave when it's just like, pictures of girls coming up and they're like okay i'm uh, like where are all the surfers like i don't and all of a sudden surf yeah. season comes back and then they filter back in again <laughs> yeah like i see one here of a horse yeah it's like if you put a couple as of a horse i wouldn't really peg you for a surf photographer i'd yeah. probably unfollow you yeah 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 you're right 
but I, I get the idea what you're all about here. Definitely lots of music and surfing and all the fun stuff, man. Really cool. Really great work. Thank you. And who's the person uh, playing volleyball in the snow here? Holy. That's Megan Nagy. She's uh, she's on the uh, Canadian Olympic volleyball team, beach volleyball team. Wow, she's brave. Um, Yeah, I met her through a friend, and she said to me, she's like, I have this idea for a shoot. I wanted That's at Ashbridge's Bay. She's like, I want to go down to Ashbridge's in the wintertime and do some shots. And I remember I said to her, I was like, do, do I need to get you to sign something that says, like, if you get frostbite, <laughs> that it's not my fault? Yeah, I was like, really. if, I, if I ruin your athletic career, I don't want to be the person. I just want everyone to know you asked yeah, to do yeah, this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was a really fun day. It was very cold for her, though. Now, I see some here... Um you know, a DJ, a guy with a mic. So it must be nice when you can merge those worlds and go to some concerts and stuff yeah. like that. Eh? Well, I think, I think even like I was saying about the sports stuff um, with doing the concerts, um, once again, it's tough to get someone to trust you first, because there's a lot of people who use a camera as a backstage pass, right? Mm. They're like, Hey, I can take photos. Can you get me in? Oh, okay. um, but having a music background, um, like that, yeah, that there's one guy playing keyboards. That's um, Nico is where the band's name, Anomaly. They're from uh, Montreal. And I reached out to them. I loved his music, like just as a keyboard player. Okay. I was like, oh, I'd love to shoot for him when he comes into Toronto. So I reached out to his tour manager. And when they know, like, you know where to be and where not to be mm. during a concert, it means yeah. a lot to musicians, right? Because you're not just there for the photo. You're like, yeah, I want to get this photo. But I also know that this is an experience for the crowd. This concert uh, isn't there for me. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, yeah, I love being in that environment. I like, And I've always loved electronic music as well. So whenever I've done festivals or things, I'm like, this is the best. I was like, I just get to – I don't get to party the same because I'm working. I was like, but I get to yeah, feel yeah. the music and be around. And, I mean, it is pretty cool being able to be that close to the artists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So, hey, as we wrap up, you know, it's COVID time right now. And one of the things I like to ask people – um, because we're all looking for something to do sometimes. I'd like to know what are people watching, reading, listening to? Um, is there anything cool out there that, that you're stoked on right now? Netflix or a book or anything? Um, the, actually, a book that I picked up in Hawaii, which I, I started a little bit of and I need to get back into it. So okay. I'm one of those, like, once I, once I get into a book, I'll do it. But if I only give it a little taste, then I leave it aside for a while yeah yeah uh, but i bought uh eddie would go and it's like this eddie oh Icos eddie yeah um i have that book but i haven't cracked it open yet so how are you finding it i even just from the beginning of it i really 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 enjoy it oh, and i feel okay. like since you've been to oahu as well like you start to picture those things uh, in your in your brain and you're like yeah i've seen that spot like i've been there oh, okay um and uh, and I think it'll be really interesting. Like what I loved about Hawaii was there's this such like a spiritual side of oh, it that yeah. I feel like I did. Did you go to the Polynesian Cultural Center when you were there? I didn't. Oh, that's um, too bad. Next time. I, yeah, I definitely have. To, like it was very surf focused. Like yeah. just just a lot, and which was amazing because that's kind of what I was there for. But I do yeah. feel like I missed out on a lot, and it just yeah. makes me want to go back more and more. They do a um, great job at that cultural center because each um, nation uh, at the performance night, each nation like Samoa, Hawaii, whatever it is, they all do their own rituals and dances and things. 
you Amazing. go for like a, a pig barbecue and oh man, it's just, yeah, really awesome time. That's but, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love like, and you can, you can sense that when, mm. when you're there, like there's yeah. so much culture there. Um, and lots of people who are willing to talk about it if you just ask, Yeah, which is really, really, really cool. Um, but yeah, that I'm I'm reading that right now, and I mean Netflix. I'm kind of all over the place. Usually, I put on Netflix to fall asleep. So sometimes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes I don't care. But uh, Burt Kreiser is one of my favorite comedians. So oh, sometimes okay, I'll put yeah. on I'll put on uh, some of his stuff. Yeah, my um, brother-in-law is really into him. I haven't checked him out. I'm not too too aware yet. So yeah, I like I don't know. I think his comedy just resonates with me. Yeah, oh, seems right like really I'll down to, to check earth. That just, out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he seems like a regular Joe, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's one of those people, like, once again, where you watch, you're like, Frig, I want to meet that guy. Or, like, I want to mm. have a beer with that guy. He seems yeah. so cool. Oh, uh, okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah. So that Eddie, that Eddie book, though, what have you learned about him as a person that was unique or interesting? Or, or what was he all about? I'm so I'm only at the like, only just into the beginning of it. Oh, okay. Pretty um, early on. Yeah. But you can tell, like, just even from the beginning, he's such a dedicated person to what he yeah. does. Like he has okay. something in his mind. Um, and I'm not like trying to compare myself to Eddie Eichow at all. Yeah, but yeah. What, I, what I loved, I was like, I get very focused on something. Like if I want to achieve something, I almost get the blinders on. I'm not yeah. afraid to like, if I fail, that's okay. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to do this and I yeah, have to yeah. try it. So when you read about that, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Um, like yeah. such a strong and like in spiritual human doing all this. And I can't wait to learn yeah. more about him. Cause even just seeing like the lifeguard tower, I haven't got to any of his lifeguard stuff yet in it, but I was like okay. that lifeguard tower. Why may Bay is like, that's a, it's essential. It saves yeah. people every, every single day in the, in the water, you know? So I can't wait to get to that part too. Well, if you like that book, I can recommend another one for you. It's called Waterman by David Davis. I believe. And it's the story of Duke Kahanamoku. Okay. And uh, so, you know, the, the guy with the statue and everything at Waikiki, the grandfather of surfing. So, again, yeah. another amazing book. And what I really liked about that one was learning his struggle of being, you know, a, a brown person, essentially, um, back in the olden days. And because surfing was an amateur sport, like this guy, man, he... He, he never got paid a dime really for doing this. Meanwhile, like billions of people were coming to Hawaii as a direct result of him. Um, yeah. Inspiring tourism is really kind of sad in a lot of ways, but um, also really inspiring that he pushed through all that and he was so resilient um, despite all the odds. So yeah, that's really cool, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to cracking that book open eventually i know right now i'm reading a book um for this podcast there's a guy who wrote a book called kings of the earth okay and it's a it's a fiction horror story but it's set on the great lakes and with surfing in the background kind of so i'm oh, cool. i'm reading it as research for interviewing him but i'll tell you man i am struggling to read off of the phone it's the first time oh, I've ever read a ebook. Oh man, I it, it like puts me right to sleep. Like I, I would think that it, I would have the opposite reaction because it's on a blue screen. But oh man, I just go straight to bed. 
I can't yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've read chapter one over and over again. I know. Well, and that's that's the problem with me. Like I've never been a huge uh, reader, but when I like something, I really really yeah. like it. But I always have this issue where if I feel like I miss something, I have to go back and do yeah. it again. And it's probably why I get frustrated. It's not that I can't yeah. physically, like I can't read fast enough. I'm like I just reread things because I think I missed it. So There's a difference imagine. between reading and comprehending what you read. Yeah. You yeah, know? definitely. Like you can just blast through and not remember, or it makes sense at all. So yeah, yeah, right on, man. Awesome. Well, hey, dude, it has been amazing having you on the show, Sam. Um, where can people find you on the web? You can find me. Uh, my Instagram is at sam dot moff m o f f. Um, if you want to check out any of my music stuff, it's at i dot m dot sam dot music nice <laughs> you can usually find it through my through my photography account um yeah and that like i always got stories going on i love talking to my phone and letting the world know <laughs> what's nice. going on yeah. so those are those are kind of the best spots best spots to see it and you know sometimes i do live streams of music or you know if i'm at a surf spot i usually do a little little video from there so that's gotcha. the best spot to find me for sure so find you on instagram you also have a website sammoffit.com is it uh, no, it'll be Sam Moffat Photo. Sam Moffat Photo I should know, but I'm going to type it in right now. It's Sam Moffat Photography. <laughs> and that's Moffat with two F's and two T's. Two F's and two T's. Yeah. Sam Moffat Photo I really wow. I'm a great business person. Yeah. Sam Moffat Photo Yeah. Way to know your own website. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in high school, a uh, few of us we were. We had some friends and we were all kind of seeing these girls who went to this school in private school in Toronto. I don't know if you know it. It's the Havergal School for Girls. I do. Yeah. Okay. So some of it, we thought we were real cool, man, seeing girls from private school. Anyway, the one um, girl that my buddy was seeing back then, her name was uh, something... Oh man, I can't believe I forget her first name. But her last <laughs> name was Moffat. But oh, really? what, what I learned though was that I guess there's a appliance company called Moffat. There I is. think it's from Newfoundland. And anyway, she was part of that whole I don't know what you want to call it, dynasty or oh, wow. you know, Canadian appliance dynasty if that's a thing i don't know are you uh related to the appliance not, people or no? not related oh, okay. to the appliances and not related to the band either oh there's a band I, called moffat yeah the moffats and oh. when i re when i realized i was getting a little bit older yeah is people stopped asking that because when i was younger people were like oh do you know the moffats i was like no i don't know the moffats and it's spelled differently uh, and, I, and like if, if there's someone who i'm teaching now if i was like well do you know the moffats they're like who's that i was uh, like okay yeah i've reached that i've i've gone over that are, what kind of music are they i'm thinking like hansen or some kind of yeah, boy, they are, boyish they are exactly like the hansen yeah okay i think i don't want to call them the b-list hansen's but <laughs> They're kind of like the B-list dancers. Right on, man. Right on. Well, people are always asking me if I have any relation to the Hyatt Hotel chain. And, oh, yeah. You know, if I did, would I be sitting here in this bedroom, like, uh, you know, yeah. with the lights off, can't even pay for hydro? I, I don't think so. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, hey, man, it's been great having you on, buddy. And until next time. Stay stoked. Thanks, man. 
That's all for episode number 44 of Permastoked. I hope you all enjoyed listening or watching that one. Again, I want to shout out a big mahalo to Sam Moffat for joining us on the show, for sharing his expertise of photography, and especially some of those great stories and tales he had of his Hawaiian travels and whatnot. If you want to connect with Sam, you can find him online at www.sammoffitphoto.com, on Instagram at sam.moff, on Facebook at Sam Moffat Photography, and finally on Twitter at Sam Moffat Photo. Give a big mahalo to Mark Malibu and the Wasagas for providing our intro music, Hey Chihuahua, off their 2019 album, Crash Monster Beach, and our outro music, End of Summer, off their 2017 album, Return of the Wasagas. For more information, visit www.wasagas.com. But of course, mahalo to all you listeners out there. We are so grateful that you chose to join us for this episode, and we look forward to providing you with even more awesome content in the future. More episodes are on their way, but in the meantime, make sure to go back and listen to our previous episodes. Don't miss an episode ever again by subscribing on the Alexa app, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please let us know how we're doing by leaving us a rating and review. And don't forget to share with your family and friends over social media or by spreading the word in the lineup. To learn more about Freshwater Surf Goods and to check out our products and services, visit www.freshwatersurfgoods.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you can stay up to date on new products, new episodes of Permastoked, events, our surf, sup, and yoga schedule, and other exciting news. And don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Freshwater Surf Goods. But if you're part of the surf or sup industry, or a surfaholic wanting to connect with your tribe and stay informed as to what's happening all across the Great Lakes and Canadian surf scene, then join our Facebook group, the All Canadian Surf and Sub Club. If you have an idea for collaboration, would like to recommend a future guest, would like to invite me to an event or book me to teach surf, sup, or yoga, you'd like to carry our products in your store, if you or your company are interested in being a sponsor of the show, discussing an ambassadorship or a bro deal, and for anything else, hit me up on social media or email me at derek at freshwatersurfgoods.com. That's derek at freshwatersurfgoods.com, D-E-R-I-K. I look forward to next time and getting to know you all better. In the meantime, I'm your host, Derek Hyatt. Mahalo, freshies. Keep surfing and stay stoked.